0: Hi, it's Katie and Megan, and we're talking about Christmas
1: Land, a Hallmark movie. And in case you're wondering what it is you're listening to, it's not another bad movie podcast. (laughs) And in case you're wondering who Katie is, you obviously didn't listen to the other episode where Katie was on. (laughs) What was it? It was something about Tennessee. Yeah, I I forget what it's called. Like Harvest Moon or something? No, that wasn't it. It was. Mm -hmm. Something to do with restaurants and love or something.
0: <laughs> I don't know. That was a Tennessee movie where no one had nuts said how I mean, you do a Tennessee. You know, yeah. they said it was from Tennessee.
1: Exactly. But this time we were in Illinois, even though that doesn't figure into hardly anything.
0: so they never really mentioned Illinois. They just kind of said once in the whole movie.
1: I don't even think they said the name of the state. They just said that they were in Chicago, and I happen to know where Chicago is.
0: But they weren't in Chicago the whole time. She just had to go to (laughs) Chicago for some deal that she made, but ended up being a huge mistake. Yeah. They were in Christmas Land over New York most of the time.
1: Exactly. So now you're thoroughly confused (laughs) because we just jumped in the middle of this movie. (laughs) But basically, there's a Hallmark movie. It's called Christmas Land. And it's about this woman who inherits Christmas Land. From her grandmother.
0: She... Went to Christmas Land when she was younger to help her grandmother out. I guess when she was 12 was the last time she went. Then 25 years later, she finds out she inherits this land. She's seeing this lawyer attorney person who ends up being a big jerk. She goes back to Christmas (laughs) Land. First meets this other lawyer
1: who's basically Tucker Barnes. Tucker Barnes. The sort of name that people have in movies, like Tucker Barnes.
0: Who's also works on the Christmas tree farm, in addition to being an attorney, for some reason.
1: (laughs) Well, I think he just did that as a kid, he said. That's why he knows so much about pine trees.
0: Sure, but he was talking about working on the farm, too,
1: like in the off-season. Didn't he? Oh. I, I thought he was just talking about when he was a kid. Maybe. I don't know. The whole town is powered by this one farm of Christmas trees near Christmas land, and then, obviously selling the um christmas trees there in christmas land i don't know if they transport some of the trees elsewhere or if they just sell out of this one tree store that's what they made it seem like that doesn't seem right they had like 200 acres worth of trees all
0: right i don't know they never really saw them.
1: yeah i don't know what sort of volume you get because it's not like you can harvest all the trees every year you can only harvest a few so i <laughs> I mean, this is, n- none of this matters, but <laughs> just things we were curious about. Like, what happened after her grandmother died that everything fell into such disrepair so quickly? It's only been, like, nine months. She was kind of lying to everyone. She was saying she was coming back. The main back. character, yeah. The main character,
0: Joel, her name was? Joel's.
1: Joel's, yeah. It's short Julia or something.
0: She wanted to sell the Christmas land, Christmas land.
1: Everyone who's, like, dissing Christmasland calls it Christmasville, and she gets super angry, and it's like, I mean, really, doesn't matter either way. It's got Christmas in it. We get the idea.
0: (laughs) Especially if she's thinking of selling it, why would she care?
1: Yeah. Although she is in branding. Uh, we, We see her in New York City when we first meet her, and I said, maybe she's an ad exec, because usually if someone's living in New York City and they're in a Hallmark movie, they're an ad exec. So... This one was a recent, she had been recently promoted to vice president of branding something. strategies for tomorrow or something. I don't know, something weird and long and convoluted. She had come up with a brilliant plan of giving people green reusable cups if they were red uh, at a coffee shop. I was
0: like, wear rag, go green or something? Yeah, it actually wasn't a bad idea. Yeah, it was actually a pretty good idea. And apparently, it was
1: a good deal to make because that came in handy later. Because they love her so much, they're like, "Oh, if you ever need a call in a favor, we are the people you should call." So obviously, she needs call in a favor later, and she manages to call those people. So where are we in story? Why <laughs> do we keep jumping around? So there's a girl. Okay, she's, she
0: wants to sell the land, but she's telling all these people that she doesn't want to sell. Just to basically get the price looking the
1: way it used to be when she was a kid. Because she really wants Christmasland to ex- c- to continue existing as it always has existed. She doesn't just want to sell it. She wants to, like, sell it as Christmasland and have it continue Christmasland.
0: So she's repainting some of the buildings. She's helping the kids decorate these cookies.
1: She's helping them decorate ornaments. All these kinds of things that she remembers. Yeah. It was kind of hard to gauge how large this town was supposed to be. It was kind of like really small because all we saw was like the storefronts and that one main road. And then all of a sudden there'd be like a whole bus full of children. And you're like, oh, okay, so I guess this is like a sizable Hamlet then after all. I don't know. It was hard to gauge. It really was. (laughs) It was almost like it was on a movie set the whole time. (laughs) And Anna,
0: the school bus name, it looked like it said Lent
1: Day School, which Lent, oh,
0: yeah. uh, why would a school just be Lent once only four days a year anyway? <laughs> and it's not during Christmas. Yeah. So I think we are missing something, the stop sign was on the Y, so I think it was a different name.
1: And you went to a Catholic school, you've never heard of a Catholic school just being called Lent School. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> That's not a thing. <laughs> that was odd. I was like, where did you get this school bus from? It was one of the tiniest school buses I've ever seen, though. So it must have been a really small town. It was. And there was just, like, a day trip or a field trip
0: from some other, I don't know, daycare or something like that.
1: Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it was just for, like, the Christmas break and they go to a daycare center thing and do stuff. Right, but why do they call it lunch? I don't know. <laughs> It's not exactly like ornament making is a very spiritual Huh? <laughs> it's not like you're reflecting upon your mortality and your sinful nature while making Christmas ornaments.
0: Well, it depends on what your ornaments look
1: like. I suppose it's true. Put some ashes and a cross. There you go. It's a Lenten Christmas Advent ornament. It's all It's all the things. You can even put a little, like, uh, what do you call it? Um, Pentecostal flame, and then it's like all seasons of the Christian there calendar in one ornament. Bing, bang, bong <laughs> So we're kind of going away from the whole story of us. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. This fictitious town where there's a Lent school is far more interesting to me <laughs> than this very unoriginal story. Um, so, Jules, yes. She is in this cute Victorian house that used to be her grandmother's, and. Um, she meets Tucker Barnes, who is the estate lawyer, and I guess he does some other lawyering. He's, like, the only lawyer in town, and um, he's managed to tell everyone in town, oh, Glenda's. Every time they'd mention Glenda, I just kept the cave of Glenda the Good Witch. Oh, yeah, <laughs> me too. But that was her grandmother's name. And, you know, Glenda's grandkid is coming back, and that means that... Um, Christmas land will get to reopen. Fang. Exactly. Um, and so. Uh, she is planning on selling, and so people come over and they're like, "Here's a cupcake. Here's some ice cream. You're the best." And she's like, "Actually, I'm gonna sell." And they're and like, they're like Mark is "Taking away the cupcakes. <laughs> <laughs> You're the worst." Um. So. Uh, this happens, like, I guess, a couple of times where she has to admit, I'm going to sell. And then she sees the face of an innocent child saying, what about Christmasland, Missy? Or I don't know what she calls her. but <laughs> Miss Jules' person. And uh, she's like, I'm going to reopen Christmasland. So it's one of those, like, the same thing with that pumpkin movie where she has to make the pumpkin farm look good in order to sell it first even though really don't she's gonna make the christmas land look amazing even though it's 206 acres of land like who doesn't want that but i don't know i mean, unless it's at a terrible location but I, who knows where this is this magical mystical land in illinois who knows? <laughs> anyways she wants to make it look great right
0: and then her boyfriend comes to visit and the jerk Yes, all he cares about is money and the string condo. He wants to go to Abrago for Christmas. Aruba? Aruba. <laughs> what did you say, Akadabi? <laughs> Abrago. <laughs> is that a place? I was watching Once Upon a Time. I think Aladdin is I think it's supposed to be Abrago.
1: <laughs> oh, welcome to Audubon, city of mystery. <laughs> Anyways, Aruba. Because in a Aruba. Hallmark movie... If you want to spend Christmas in a warm place, you are an evil person who is against small-town America. That's how this thing always goes. Um, so, sorry, Florida. You're all heathens.
0: <laughs> and, of course, the boyfriend and the attorney from Illinois
1: knew each other from college or something and they didn't like each other. Yeah, that was weird because, like, one went to New York City and one stayed in Illinois. Did they both go to school in Illinois? Did they go to school in New York? They never said where they went to school. Yeah, that that was another thing. Well, it's like, where did these people go to school? I don't from? think they went to school in Illinois because the boyfriend was
0: saying he kept talking about his hometown.
1: Yeah, and but I never it was a knew a hometown. You could still do that, you know, and be like this small town you never heard of in state. You know, who knows. It was very strange. I don't know, they never really said where the school was. Right. They they just both happened to have gone to school together. And you think that there's going to be, like, a really big backstory where one guy is going to steal the girl from the other guy. It's just... You know, one guy was first place and the other guy wasn't in first place. So what does that mean? He was second in class? Right. Which is but still a great ranking. Why are you upset? They both <laughs> said they were first place, so I'm not sure who really was first place. Yeah, that was odd, too. Because at one point, she, Tucker and the boyfriend see each other. And, of course, this is right after she's tripped and fallen into Tucker's arms. And they're giggling because, oh, how crazy. I've fallen into your arms. And uh, the boyfriend sees this and is not into it. And then they're like all chatting. And the boyfriend's really rude, like, oh, of course you'd be in a barn. And it's like, well, I don't even know what that means. Because <laughs> my last name is Barnes? Are you calling me a jackass and I belong in a barn? And know the boyfriend in a barn. <laughs> Eventually, I to go to
0: Chicago to talk to some guy who wants to buy the place by Christmas yes. land.
1: Cause he his ears perk up, we see, when she mentions just how much land there is. And so he's like, Oh, well, I can help you with that. And um, so he's gonna come to Chicago and he stops by Christmas land to see her. And she's just like, What are you doing here? <laughs> And
0: he never really says. she has to say, like, four times. Yeah, before he's
1: finally like, oh, I'm going up to Chicago to deal with this thing for you. Aren't I a good boyfriend? (laughs) And then, uh, so she asks, like, what's your deal with Tucker anyways? Why are you so mad? And he says he has a reputation, which is a hilarious line, I think. Just because, you you know, usually you would hear that said of a woman. So it's kind of nice that there was, like, equal opportunity, presumably slut-shaming here. So I don't know.
0: (laughs) But reputation
1: of lots. You never really clarified no, that. No, that's never clarified. Reputation, reputation of talking about the small town? <laughs> yeah, what a jerk. <laughs> Who wants to hear about your small town? Because <laughs> that's the only thing he says when she finally asks him, when they're alone, like, so what is the deal between you and Tucker? And he's like, oh, you would always talk about this place. And she's like, okay. And then he's like, I can't take you seriously when you're wearing that coat. And she's like, all right, I'll take it off. <laughs> She was wearing her grandmother's coat the whole time, which was a little... I can see why that would be (laughs) off-putting. But uh, it was still rude to say. Yes. Oh, and then she finally, she talks to Turner during a cookie um, decorating competition. Um, (laughs) With a kid at the table with them. (laughs) (laughs) That was my favorite part. They're having, like, this heart-to-heart, like what is your problem with my boyfriend? And then he's like, oh, well, I was first in class. And she was like, he said he was first in class. And then immediately decides to agree with Tucker that he was, in fact, first in class and not her boyfriend, who she's been with for an indeterminate amount of time, but they were going to spend the holidays together and not with their family. So they are probably serious. Probably. Unless they're not into Christmas. But it seems she's super into Christmas. I don't know. Who can tell? But for whatever reason, Tucker is super trustworthy. And he's mentioned earlier, because she wants him, Tucker knows that she's still interested in selling the property, even though she's already told this little girl that she isn't and is telling the rest of the town that she isn't. And so he doesn't like having to lie and pretend that she's not when she is, because he knows that she is, but... I mean, I don't... I don't
0: know. <laughs> I don't know. It just goes back and forth a lot, and he's kind of mad at her, but not really, and
1: all this stuff. Yeah, and and he's like, I'm an honest person who likes cold weather and likes small-town living. And he's like, I can't really lie, but he was, like, talking so much when he doesn't know the whole truth about her, to be Yeah, yeah. He was just very judgy, and she was kind of totally fine with that i was like why are you totally fine with this guy you don't know judging you constantly
0: okay but then jules decides to go to chicago to meet with a guy her boyfriend is found it, right is found so she does that tries to sneak out without anyone
1: noticing of course tucker catches her which is so weird because just because someone sees you leaving doesn't mean you have to explain i'm going to meet with a seller now it's none of their business just leave and come back why are you acting so shady about it? It's nobody's business. Right. It's your property. I don't know. She's weird. <laughs> that was really weird. And she's like, oh, I guess I have to explain everything that's happening. I'm sorry. I'm going to go sell it, even though you already knew that. So I guess there's really no need for me to feel so awkward about this. Sorry. I don't know. It is me to add a couple more minutes into the movie. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, we just needed more of her feeling bad for selling the town out, basically. Even though she wasn't 100% sure that she was selling the town out, she just knew that she was going to be selling it, hopefully, to someone who loved Christmas Town as much as she did.
0: Not Christmas Town, Christmas Land. Whatever.
1: <laughs> well, Joel's <laughs> would get angry with you. <laughs> I'm
0: sure she would. Well, they go to a nice restaurant in Chicago, and the boyfriend makes a comment, like, he looks so much better without that coat on, which yeah. kind of insults her
1: at the same time, saying she's yeah. beautiful. Yeah, she's like, uh, okay, and he's like, hey, I'm just saying that, you know, you look good now, so be happy, and she's like, uh, okay. Hey, kind
0: of insults Christmas land, and she's like, yeah, you better not insult it when we're trying to sell the
1: place. Yeah. the best strategy. Yeah, because the man who wants to buy it hasn't arrived yet, but, like. He could be within earshot for all we know. Like, they're already sitting at the table, and she's like, come on, buddy, get it together.
0: (laughs) Anyway, the guy who they're mean with says he went to Christmas land with his family a long time ago and all the stuff. He liked it. And hands her a contract. Well, first he says he'll give you, like, $1.7 million for it or something. Right. And hands her a contract. And she's like, I just want to make sure that you're not going to sell it and get rid of all everything. And
1: he's like, no, I won't do that. She uh, signs it without reading the contract. Yeah, because she, I guess, assumes that her boyfriend has read it and understands her wishes, even though they've not really had the conversation fully. And then that's the end of it. She's just sold out Christmas land, and we don't know what's going to happen to the property or what's in the contract.
0: Anyway, she doesn't find out till later, when she gets back to Christmas Land, and somebody, some real estate developer comes yeah. to tell her that, and basically says, okay. Then she decides to fly back to Chicago. Why, why was he there? I guess to look at the property to see what they can do with it.
1: But he, like, literally seeks her out. I don't know. He seeks her out just to explain what's happening. Just to be like cool we're gonna chop up your land and sell it to different developers which was odd i don't really remember why he needed to talk to her he
0: didn't really he's like is joel's here and i'm gonna tell you what i'm gonna do (laughs) that's pretty much it
1: knock knock exposition called i thought i'd come and explain what's happening with the plot um so now she knows and she's appalled and so Then I guess her boyfriend's still in Chicago and he's in a local office of whatever law firm he's a part of that has many offices all over the country. That doesn't make sense. Where is he? He's in an office building. They never saw a law firm he's (laughs) with for (laughs) some reason. You
0: think that'd be important?
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess nowadays people have office spaces where you could just rent by the day, right? That's a very modern take on office space usage. Maybe that's what was happening. This is not explained, it's not really important. He's in an office building. She runs up to him and is like, you tricked me. You knew that this guy was going to be using this land to be developed, and you knew that I wanted to keep Christmas land as Christmas land, and um, you need to undo it. And he's like, you signed the contract. He's like, so what? We're going to be in New York anyway. Yeah, and he's like, your dream is to live in a condo. This comes up a billion times. Um, and she's like, what if my dreams change kind of thing? And then he's like, look, I did you a favor, so Apparently they never talked about family because he apparently doesn't want a family and she does. That was ambiguous because I couldn't tell if – because earlier in the movie he said something about, like, you – she's like, oh – this place, talking about Christmasland, would be a great place to, like, raise a family. And he's like, oh, if you're into that. And you're not sure if he's talking about small-town living or if he's talking about family life. Because it could go either way, or it could be both. Because, right. like, people raise families in New York City. That's not yeah. unheard of. And he was talking about a condo. I came up from family to condo, and it's like,
0: they just dropped it there.
1: Yeah. And then she, like, she looks confused and upset as if he's shut down the idea of having a family so we don't know if they've already had a conversation about having a family and he seemed to have been on board in the past and now he's not on board like this isn't this is just showing that they're a bad match really i guess but it doesn't really make too much sense as to like what her expectations are what his expectations are and any of that but Anyways, he's like, uh, now you can get your condo, you're a millionaire, you're welcome. And she's like, I don't want that life anymore, and you don't know me. Right, she's like, I'm going to
0: find a way to fix this. And she storms out, goes to the guy. Oh, and
1: breaks up with him before she storms out. And then there's that double meaning line where she's like, I'm going to fix this, right? And he's like, there's nothing to fix, it's just done. (laughs) Meaning their relationship and the situation with Christmas Land. So then she leaves, and she goes to the other lawyer, Tucker Barnes. Oh, right. And <laughs> the only man whose name I remember. And um, he's like, uh, yeah, well, he doesn't say this, but it's implied. Hey, yeah, dummy, you signed a contract. What do you want me to do about it? <laughs> you should have read it before you signed it. Um, so it's like an ironclad contract. She signed it. She's in. It's over. Um And so she goes to uh, the man she sold Christmas land to, um, you know, the whole 206 acres of it. And he's like, "Um, yeah, well, if you want it back, I can sell it back to you, but I'm going to sell it back to you... um."
0: For 1.3 million, and you have to get to me by Christmas Eve.
1: Yeah, so he would make a profit of 1.3 million, and then 1.7 would have gone away because it would have gone back and forth
0: (laughs) so we don't know how much time she has to raise this money but we're assuming like a week week, or a couple
1: days because she she goes from new york city to christmas land two weeks before christmas okay and then they go to chicago at some point in time between those two dates (laughs) and then i guess the same day she goes back to the guy and is like no it must be a couple days later after that that she goes back to the guy and is like hey i need my land back so it's always an arbitrary date in these movies of have x amount of money or else you lose your home kind of situation in this case it's like a whole town and in this case it's christmas eve and in this case instead of being a few hundred thousand dollars, it's 1.3 million dollars or 1.7 or I don't know, a lot of money.
0: Of course. She goes back to her grandma's house. She watches a video she made with her grandma, which was about I don't know, 10 12. The last time she was there. And she suddenly has an idea to call the coffee lady who said, I'll give you a deal or I'll
1: give you a favor. I give you a' favor, you're so great.
0: Okay, well, she does give her a favor. She gives her one hundred and fifty
1: thousand dollars, it was eight hundred fifty. So <laughs> she, she got her a lot of the way there, but they still need like another five hundred thousand.
0: Four hundred
1: fifty thousand. No, they m- managed to raise four hundred fifty thousand. I think she has to cough up the remaining fifty. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of math, unnecessarily, but, you know, she's able to get part of the way there. It's hard to tell. Nicholson's is. A business in New York City I don't know if they have a chain or if they're part of a huge conglomerate kind of thing or if they are like a mom-and-pop but just a really successful one that has managed to enter into the city but it would be kind of funny if it was a part of a conglomerate and here she is like trying to save small-town America and the only thing that can save small-town America is big business (laughs) which I guess is kind of true we all Mean right. each other, small and big together.
0: Oh, yeah, we have to sell the coffee in Christmas Land in case you say right. say that it. Oh, yeah.
1: That's that's what the money is for, is to say uh, exclusivity with Nicholson's Coffee in this small town.
0: Okay, when she finds out she didn't make enough, she tells the town what she did, basically, admits to it.
1: Which is good. She's owning up to her mistake. She could have easily just left town... And have them pick up the pieces later, but she doesn't. She fusses up. And everyone's downtrodden and mutters. Because she, like, makes a big announcement at some event. Well,
0: I don't think she planned to. I think she was just walking down. She forgot that that was happening. They just kind of grabbed
1: her and walked her to the podium. And they're like, you're the best! You're the best! And she's like, actually, I'm not. And she explains. And everyone's like, oh. And it kind of puts a damper on the mood of the festivities. But Then... Uh, Barnes Tucker meets with no that's not right Tucker Barnes meets with uh, well, his, his uncle Yes, who is the groundskeeper that was weird when she first meets the lawyer she's like oh are you the groundskeeper and he's like actually I'm the lawyer and she's like well you don't dress like a lawyer because he's wearing like a check shirt right. and he's like yeah well it's Christmas land lady <laughs> I don't have to wear a suit <laughs> and then she meets this other guy and he's gun keeper, and it's that guy's uncle, because his family all moved to warm places, and he likes to live in the cold because what does he say? He said the makes cold him makes feel me warm. feel warm. That's so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I wish that like enjoying cold weather and small town living wasn't like the same thing as like being a wholesome person. Like there's lots of. Good people who like cities or warm locations. I mean, most of the world is warm during Christmas. Like the Southern Hemisphere. Well, even the Northern States
0: doesn't always snow on Christmas anyway. It just right. Goes after Christmas.
1: Yeah. This whole idea of like, let's everyone be like, you know, the Northeast New England ideal of Christmas is stupid. Anyways, <laughs> um, where are we in the story? Um, she had just submitted everything. He met with his oh, uncle. His uncle has a coffee can filled with $100 bills. So I'm assuming that his uncle has been skimming money from Glenda for years. <laughs> this just makes no sense. But he has uh, crisp $100 bills in a coffee can, as you do when you don't trust the banks. And uh, he talks to other old-timers in, this, in the town who all have their own coffee cans filled with cash, and they managed to raise $450,000.
0: Just in the nick of time.
1: Yeah, from, I guess, just scrounging around in couch cushions and I coffee guess. cans. and <laughs> So, I mean, I, I I guess they must have, like, dipped into their retirement plans. I mean, if
0: everyone in the town chipped in.
1: I guess maybe that was it. Like, everyone's dipping into their retirement plans and savings plans and college you know, funds, and all those sorts of things. Because you might have that amount of money between a lot of people if it's, like, money you were saving for the rest of your life or something.
0: But she did say she would pay them back to some With
1: amount. interest, yeah. So, that's good. So, that would be terrible if that's how the movie ended. Like, oh, I'm just going to take all your money, and this is all my fault, but I guess it all works out, whatever, even though you've just lost all your retirement funds and college funds and life savings that are next from your coffee cans and small bank accounts and stuff.
0: So they did save Christmas land.
1: Yay! Christmas land!
0: Forever! (laughs) And Tucker and Joel's rode in a carriage
1: pulled by two horses.
0: Just like she
1: did with uh, her grandmother. And uh, she had to fix the carriage because, of course, there's always something. There's always a project to show progress, I guess. I don't know. I don't know why it's there, but there's always a project that someone has to fulfill, and she had to put a wheel back on a carriage. And
0: tug her gently, she could.
1: Even though she apparently used to work in Central Park with the carriages?
0: Yeah, that's what she said.
1: Yeah. She said, my
0: grandma taught me during the summer or something, and then I, in Central Park, I helped the carriages.
1: Which apparently is not very good to its horses, so I don't know if Hallmark yes. really wants to align itself with that. But sure, <laughs> we'll go with that. It's supposed to be very romantic, whatever. Um, <laughs> uh, and then they light the tree. The first time they lit the tree at the beginning, when she's a child, was very underwhelming. It just looks like a tree you would have in your living room. It's not like it's supposed to be in the center of the town hall, like not the town hall, but like the town center square and uh it was not very interesting to look at it was a little brighter the second time it though. was
0: it seemed much brighter
1: but it's still like not that impressive a tree anyways she lights the tree gives a speech about stuff what did she say
0: uh, she said this time, what you've heard i'm not selling and i'm staying
1: yes and that was staying. pretty much it because <laughs> she's decided she's fallen in love with the town and it was weird because The only time she seems actually concerned with anything other than her own nostalgia is when she's appealing to the man to whom she's accidentally sold Christmas land when she's like, but my farm actually employs people. Up until that point, it doesn't sound like she cares about these people at all.
0: No, it doesn't.
1: (laughs) And like, she has a couple of scenes with uncle Frank's wife, Tucker's aunt, and who owns a ice cream factory. Well, not a factory, just a shop. But, um, and then the bakery lady. I wish there was, like, one more scene with those characters just to cement that she actually cares about the town. Right. She, and she has one scene with, uh, two scenes with the children, and it's like, oh, she's so good with kids. And I guess she cares about the kids of the town, just like Clem did Right. Yeah, they didn't
0: really kind of end it.
1: Yeah, it was just like,
0: I decided to live here. And then she and Tucker kissed behind a tree, and that's when we
1: are So, yay! She ends up with Tucker, the honest one who likes the cold, and not the other one who likes money. <laughs> Those were their defining characteristics.
0: Well, first she told him she didn't want to go back to New York. That she wanted to stay. Right. Yeah, and then they kissed.
1: Yeah, and he doesn't like... New York City, he mentions this a few times.
0: Right, she's trying to tell him there are nice things in the city and all this stuff, but he doesn't seem to listen.
1: Yeah. I mean, the only thing she mentions about the city is that it's loud and it has sirens. Yeah, she's like,
0: it's too quiet here. I can't sleep without sirens. Yeah. He's like, sirens mean people are hurt, though.
1: (laughs) And she's like, well, you know what I mean. And he's like, I don't really know what you mean. That's a really weird thing to say. Uh, And then she's like, what happened to you in the city? And then he's like, me and this other girl broke each other's hearts. And you're like, ooh, that's going to be a backstory. That's not a backstory. Like, that's all you ever hear. Apparently, he was going to live in the city with another girl, and then they broke each other's hearts insofar as they, like, did not end up together. The end. Who is this woman? Doesn't matter.
0: We don't know her (laughs) name or anything. (laughs)
1: You know, how they met. Yeah. I mean, I guess it doesn't really matter. I mean,
0: I guess it doesn't. It would just have been a little bit more to the story itself.
1: It just, there was a lot of, like, moments where they were like, oh, here's a backstory. Tucker and What's-His-Face know each other. That doesn't really matter. It's
0: like, <laughs> why would you even bring it up if you're not going to elaborate
1: more? Right. Oh, he used to almost live in New York City with this girl, and now he hates both the girl and New York City. Are you going to talk about that more? No. Okay, why why mention it at all? Maybe he just doesn't like the city. That's totally fine. Some people don't want to live in a big city. Some people want to live in small towns. Some people don't want to live in small towns I want to live in big cities. That doesn't mean anything about your character or need a backstory or an explanation. Like, it's just a preference. It was very odd. I don't
0: know.
1: I don't know. Is there anything we're missing about this movie? Because we're already done. I think we've been talking for like 20 minutes. (laughs)
0: I don't know, whenever she sprinkled um Oh yes, glitter. Glitter. Whenever they talked about it's missing something, the ornament's missing something, they would say put some glitter on it. And then they would put the glue on, the glitter on and there'd be music. There'd be chimes. So that it would be like fairy dust. And uh they would hang the ornaments of the children made on the trees. But they the were selling there bar. was like a special
1: area for the to show off the Children's gifts. I mean not gifts, but um or ornaments. Crafts and stuff, yeah. Oh, and she changed some things with her branding smarts. Like, oh, we should have them buy in the tree in the gift shop, that way they're exposed to things in the gift shop and they might want to buy gifts in the gift shop as well as the tree, and then they're gonna smell the
0: baked the goods
1: and they're gonna buy the cookies and,
0: and it seemed to so work. You show them a scene later, maybe a day or two later. Yeah. And somebody, the person at the tree farm, I guess the person in charge, was talking to a customer and said, if you buy any tree today, you get 25% off the lights or the ornaments or whatever you want. Yeah. And the customer seemed to like that
1: deal, but they never see him actually buy anything. Well, he went to the gift shop. Right. Yeah, it's, Like, they do it to compress time. And, I mean, I hate montages, so I guess I'm okay with that. But it doesn't really make sense to say, I'm going to come in and totally radicalize your business structure in two weeks. The two weeks before Christmas. Like, people who are going to buy Christmas trees from this Christmas farm are already driving to that Christmas farm to buy Christmas trees. Right.
0: They're wanting to make money
1: anyway. Right. Like, and the people who are going to buy it at Lowe's or Home Depot have already bought their trees from Lowe's or Home Depot. Like, there was nothing she did that was really going to make any difference in the next Um, two weeks.
0: Unless she made a news announcement with advertisements or something. She
1: did talk to the news reporter Saying she was going
0: to reopen Christmas Land.
1: Yeah, so that maybe helped draw people in. And she said that she found the people to be an inspiration, and Tucker overheard and is like, as if. And, uh, no, she's like, I'm serious. And they have this whole conversation... Um, during the cookie competition earlier, before she even goes to Chicago, and he says that her boyfriend was not first, He was first, and that's why they don't like each other. The thing that was hilarious about that, I think we mentioned that briefly, is that they're sitting at the table with the child. So like there's this random kid who's, like, decorating a cookie, listening to these people talk about their, like, personal lives. Like, that must have been so awkward. (laughs) Right. And And you don't even know the kid's there until, like, they move the camera after she's stepped away so she can judge cookies. And then he turns to this kid who you never even saw before and is like, I like your cookie. And you're like, whoa, who's that kid? And she doesn't seem to like how he decorated his
0: cookie. She's like, you could add some glitter or sparkles or something to your cookie. And he's like, I like the cookie the way I have it. Thank you very much.
1: Yeah, they were doing that thing where they were like adversarial about stupid things because that's how people flirt in movies. (laughs) I'm going to say something negative about something trivial. I'm going to stand up for it because I'm being contrary well, I guess we have some unspoken sexual tension, then move on to next scene. <laughs> that's kind of how this whole movie went. And
0: let's throw in some kids when we're at it.
1: Right. <laughs> Whose kid is that? <laughs> the kid was just sitting there quietly the whole time, like, what are these people talking about? Why am I have to sit with the grown-ups? I want to sit with my friends. Uh,
0: yeah, that's From fair. my
1: Lent school. <laughs>
0: Why would they have a kid with uh, two adults? <laughs>
1: we are supposed to be judging the cookie yeah. contest anyway. I mean, unless she's just like that tight and that bonded with the kids in the neighborhood already. They're just like, I want to sit with Miss Jules. She's the best. But the kid wasn't
0: talking to them. She
1: they weren't talking to the kid. No. No, the kid was too shy. Overwhelmed by the, sh- the sheer awesome power that is sitting near Miss Jules, who is so cool. <laughs> so bizarre. I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, they end up together. Spoiler.
0: Oh yeah, we mentioned that. We already mentioned that, so already mentioned that. that. I feel like for the their part. But
1: <laughs> I don't know. Is, what else is there worth mentioning in this movie? I feel like we're missing stuff, but I feel like we're also not missing stuff. This movie's really thin, guys. There's nothing to talk about. Uh, are we missing anything? Gosh, is there a subplot? Are there secondary characters really? not really I mean, she, she t-
0: went to the, the hardware store and talks to the owner there and lets her buy anything for free because what store
1: what the hardware store oh yes at one point just to really nail home the whole idea that like christmas land is so important for this the economy of this area she goes to the hardware store just outside of christmas Land. And he's like, oh, Christmas land is so important. And Glenda is the one who brought it back. And you're going to bring it back again, too. And you can have as much as you need to get everything you need to get everything in ship shape, you know, for free. And she's like, okay. And it's like, but you know you're going to sell it. Like, why would you still take this man's stuff without paying for it? You're a horrible stuff. person. They didn't seem to come out with very much stuff. They
0: can take anything they want for free. No. It's like five things of paint and like two little
1: things. And I don't know
0: what it was. Just like foam or something.
1: Like chamois. Like the stuff that you like wax stuff with.
0: And that was it. It's like... Won't you need a lot more if you're gonna refix the town or?
1: Well, that was the thing. The town was fine. It was like abandoned for like nine months.
0: Needed to be fixed anyway. No, Except for the trying, carriage. Yeah,
1: they just wanted to paint stuff and they wanted to fix the carriage, so they needed paint. And yeah, paint's expensive, but like, the way they made it, t- they were talking about it, it's like oh major repairs, and it's like no, you just need to paint it, and then you'll be done. That's it. That's all they didn't even bother with like a whole montage of like fixing stuff i guess they did really quickly you saw them paint the fence and then they went into the carriage scene
0: right and she was painting the carriage and sanding the carriage and then she put the wheel back on and she told him she's going to teach him how to put the wheel back on or how to fix the carriage
1: Oh, yeah. And that
0: was when she trucked and fell into his arms.
1: hmm Yeah, he was like, well, I should go back to work. And um, <clears throat> she's like, you don't want to watch me, like, put this wheel back on this carriage? And I guess it was supposed to be flirtatious, but it also kind of sounded like smack talk, like, because you didn't think I could, but I'm going to teach you good how to fix a carriage. And, yeah. I mean, I liked both of the actors. I thought they were both warm and I thought they were good actors but I didn't believe any sort of romantic chemistry between them right, at that. any point in the movie
0: that didn't seem that way at all
1: I, I mean I know with the Hallmark movie and there has to be a romance Like, those are the laws of Christmas movies but I kind of wish that they were just like friends who like worked together to get the town back in ship shape rather than shoehorn this whole romantic element that made no sense
0: I thought they should have done more, like, screen tossing to see the bus match instead of just going like, <laughs> <laughs> pursue people who auditioned for the movie.
1: I don't know. I mean, maybe it would have been good if, like, they had obvious chemistry and when they looked at each other, you were like, oh, man, they are totally into each other. But the, the story itself didn't really call for them to fall in love. No, they seemed more like brother or sister then. Yeah, like, the teasing just kind of came off as, like, like a brother-sister, like you said. There was nothing about it that was like, ooh, smoldering sexy times between these two. It was just like...
0: If you think about they probably made ornaments at the same time when she was there visiting her grandmother. They looked about the same, age. The same age. They probably interacted yeah. with each other at some point. Wouldn't yeah. you
1: think? That would have made more sense if, like, it was like, oh my gosh, you're a lawyer now? I remember you from when I was a kid and I used to visit my grandmother. And then it would make sense that, oh, we're catching up and reigniting this, these feelings between us instead of like, hello, random stranger, lawyer, man. Right. Now and I'm in love with you because I'm in love with you. I'm not sure why they didn't do that because they're about the same age. Yeah, and he was supposed to be from that town and she was supposed to have spent so much time in that town. So it would have been a really easy thing to do.
0: At least from, like, age four to, like, age 12.
1: Right. Like, oh, I saw you every year every time I came and visited my grandmother. But that never happened. They didn't choose to do that. And so when they were, like, talking together, it, like, it didn't it didn't matter. They were usually talking about the town and what was best for the town. They weren't talking about themselves too much except to, like, crap on either city life or rural life. There was, n- <laughs> there was nothing about, like, who these people were, what they wanted.
0: Right. I think it would have been more interesting if we would have gotten that mm-hmm. tension more so if they had done that. Instead, so they put us more on the whole Christmas land, sell yeah. or not sell and all this.
1: And it would have been better, I think, if she had gotten the promotion and then she still felt, like, empty, like, Oh, I got the promotion, but I still don't, I still, I'm still not happy or something. Because it doesn't make sense that she suddenly really wants to rally behind this idea of Christmasland. I mean, at first, I guess it's just her nostalgia for her childhood and her love of her grandmother. Um, But then later, it's like about the farm and trying to keep people employed. And she has all this loyalty to them. And... Like she decides to move there, I guess, so she can be with Tucker. But I mean, really, without Tucker, she could keep the land and have someone else run it for her. There's no reason for her to actually live in Illinois,
0: right? Especially since she just met Tucker, what two weeks ago? Yeah, but it's a homework movie, so Bertarian <laughs> falls in love with within like a week or two, yeah, and stays in love forever. It's like the battery match
1: parrot where they break up. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not like that at all. It's like, oh, I'm in, I'm engaged, but I'm not in love with that person. But this person I met five minutes ago, I, I love them instead. Which sometimes is stupid, and sometimes I buy it. But in this one, I did not buy it. I mean, I bought the idea that she didn't want to be with this guy she was with, and I'm glad that they didn't make them engaged because I hate that. There's no reason to say, Oh, well she's engaged so she can never be with this person. Like it's fine if she's just with someone else. And it's also fine if she's like single and doesn't have and like the reason they can't be together is because they're on opposite sides of an argument or something. Like, I wanna save this building and I wanna tear down the building. And it's like, Okay, you already got conflict, you don't need to add a boyfriend, girlfriend into the mix. But anyway, she does have a boyfriend and she doesn't even seem that into him, so it's well, not a big obstacle. You can tell
0: from the beginning that there's tension in the relationship anyway, because he doesn't show up to the coffee yeah. house. And, and
1: her client, or no, her, her boss, boss is like, oh, you got stood up again by that boyfriend of yours. It's like, if your boss is making comments like that, like... That should tell you something. That should tell you something. Because, <laughs> I mean, how close are you with your boss that he knows that much about your personal life? So if it's come up that much, even with your boss, then chances are your boyfriend's a jerk.
0: I think she was just too wrapped up in her work that she didn't
1: really see it Uh, until
0: she went to Christmas Land. And then she's like, oh no, I have some Uh, more
1: perspective. Her boyfriend
0: (laughs) illegally opened her post mail letter saying she inherited the place to begin with.
1: Yeah. Even though he's a lawyer. (laughs) (laughs) I mean... If you like went over to your friend's place and opened their mail in front of them like technically yeah that's illegal but like right so i can't report
0: (laughs) them or (laughs) anything
1: and that's essentially what he did but it was i don't know if it was meant to like show that this guy's a bad egg he opens up other people's mail (laughs) you know what they say about people who open up other people's mail (laughs) or if they just wanted to have some goofy thing where she's like that's illegal, and he's like, I know, I'm a lawyer. Maybe that was the only way they could shoehorn the fact that he's a lawyer that early know. in the mo- movie. I don't Because they did had mentioned it before. Well, he just walked on the screen, I know. essentially. So. I don't know. He's a lawyer. He's a jerk. She ends up with the other guy. That's basically the whole movie. <laughs> Pretty much every homework
0: movie That's mm-hmm. uh, just Yeah. Actually, has there ever been one where it's a guy who's back to a small town and ends up... I don't think there has been one. Not
1: that I can think of, but there probably has been. But I guess we, we can just judge this movie then. So, I guess goofiness will be Christmas trees? Okay, why not? So, I'll give it two stars. It's not a bad movie if you've not seen a bunch of movies like this. You're not gonna hate it, I don't think. Um, The actors are very likable. It's a very cute setting for a movie, this Christmas land place. It's very nostalgic feeling, but ultimately it's a very derivative plot and I don't believe for a second that these people are romantically involved at all. And then for goofiness, it's not that goofy. The acting isn't terrible. The dialogue isn't stupid. So I'd give it one Christmas tree. <laughs> so yeah, that's me. Okay, let's
0: see. So it's Christmas trees and stars. Stars. I'd probably give it three stars and one Christmas tree. Yeah. The resource for the acting, as far as that, and And on Christmas train, just because there wasn't too much to it, (laughs) really. Yeah, I mean, I think we
1: got most of our mileage out of the fact that they had a random bus that said Lent Day School on it, which is a ridiculous thing to have on a bus. And that really had nothing to do with the plot of the movie at all. Right, I mean, that was just probably the bus that they were able to find, to use for the movie had nothing, was not intentional on their part. They were just like, let's use this thus. They
0: probably were allowed to show the whole name of the school, so they just showed the Lent part for some reason.
1: I wonder what the first few letters of that name are. I don't know. What would end with Lent? Maybe it's just somebody's name. You know how schools are named after people?
0: Right, but can you think of a name that would end with Lent?
1: Nope. <laughs> write in, listeners. <laughs> Do anagrams of Lent and see what you come up with.
0: And I've seen better homework movies, so this isn't the worst one I've seen.
1: Yeah, that's very true. I've definitely seen worse. I've seen a lot of really terrible ones where the person is really irritating or really stupid. I mean, she was stupid to sign that contract, but... The reason she did that was because she thought her boyfriend had her best interest at heart and that her boyfriend knew what was in the contract. And her boyfriend did know what was in the contract, but he didn't really have her best interest at heart.
0: Acting well, was decent for a uh, TV movie. Just...
1: Yeah. I know I've
0: seen the uh, Tucker Barnes in another movie before, or a TV show. And I know I liked, I can't remember the name of it, but my brothers and sisters...
1: I'm just going to IMDB the cast. <laughs> what was it called? Christmastown? I'm never going to remember land. this. Christmas <laughs> Land. I remember. It has Nikki DeLoach and Luke McFarland and Maureen McSomeone <laughs> and Richard Carn. I thought it was Richard Carn, the guy who buys the land. And sells it back to her. So Luke McFarland, McFarlane, McFarland. He was in Brothers and Sisters. You're right. He's also in the movie Kinsey. Killjoys, Night Shift, Mercy Street, Supergirl, the television show. Gold Derby TV Award. Don't ask me what that is. I don't know. <laughs> the gold uh, yeah.
0: hat. I have no idea. <laughs> He was good in Brothers and Sisters. If you have not seen that show, I recommend it.
1: I've heard Good Things.
0: They canceled it, though. It's
1: on Netflix. I'm sure it's probably on Hulu, too. Uh, That Nikki Deloach girl. I think she's been on a bunch of um, Hallmark movies. Probably. She was in The Net 2.0. Is that a sequel to The Net? Was there a sequel to The Net? Probably. (laughs) It's The (laughs) Net (laughs) 2.0. I just, oh, my gosh. Talk about movies that don't age well. Um, she was in the TV show Awkward, Love and Other Drugs, the movie Grey's Anatomy. Oh, she was in Grey's Anatomy? Yes. She played a girl called Charlotte in 2015. Does that mean oh. anything to you? Oh, she was in I, I, You Cast a Spell on Me. That one was good.
0: That she was an in... uh,
1: ABC Family. Oh. She was in Without a Trace. I liked Without a Trace. Cold Case, CSI New York. I wonder how many dead people she's played. Or I wonder if she's, like, just the person to give you expo- exposition about the person who's dead. I don't know. But she's in a lot of crime procedurals if you want to see her in other things.
0: I think it would be really hard to play a dead person because you have to be so still. Yeah, you have not to, like, move.
1: breathe in a way that...
0: Like, not talk or anything for so long.
1: <laughs> Here I am thinking of, like, ways to breathe that it doesn't look like you're breathing. And you're like, you can't talk for that long. <laughs> How much do you talk when that would be that hard? can't talk, you can't breathe, you can't move. But mostly talking, oh my gosh. It's just funny to hear you say that because you're not like the chattiest person I know. I know,
0: but still, to go for so long without talking or seeing anything,
1: Yeah. that would be hard too. Being naked under a sheet, that would be awkward.
0: Yeah, but you don't have to be a guest to do that.
1: To be naked under a sheet. What does that to do with being? <laughs> no, I'm just saying things that you might not be comfortable with. It's just like hanging out naked on set under a sheet. I mean i they're probably wearing some form of underwear, but you know. You're wearing a lot less than you're usually used sure. to wearing in public.
0: Or like in castle they're some of them are like covered in ice or like in mud or something or in bones or doing weird stuff. Yeah. Them. So I think they're usually like dummies, are they? It's
1: not usually the person. They show the person for a second and then they make like a... Make a dummy. For
0: like the high of
1: tech. Murder mm-hmm. scenes. And uh, Maureen Denise McCormick was in this movie real quick. She's been in everything. She was in the Brady Bunch movie. Accidentally engaged. Naughty and nice. The Ellen Show, if you remember that. She probably don't because not many people do. Moesha, if you remember that. Not many people do. Touched by an angel. That was a long time ago. Yeah, it was. Herman's head, also a long time ago. There's There's a movie called That's Adequate with Bruce Willis. Okay. From 1989 that I've never heard of, but the cover is amazing.
0: That's Adequate, we definitely should watch that.
1: It's just a blue blank blue and then like a pink star shape and then bruce willis looking down like he's not even looking at the camera he's not doing anything interesting with his face it is like this most random shot of his face you can imagine he looks like he's just staring at something his mouth is slightly gaping open and then there's all sorts of crazy fonts all at the same time that's adequate anyways she's been in a lot of things fantasy island love boat How old is this woman? (laughs) Go look, it probably has her
0: age at the top. (laughs) Happy Days?
1: Was she in Happy Days? Yeah. Crazy. She was born in 1956. 1956. She is well preserved. (laughs) Who was she? Was she the one? She's the one from the coffee shop. She actually was like the worst actress. I don't know if she was just like directed poorly Yeah, I didn't
0: like her as an actress, but... Because
1: she was, like, really over the top. So I don't know if she was like, okay, we're doing a Hallmark movie. I'm going to be super perky. And, like, the director was not going that direction, but he's like, I don't want to tell, you know. I don't
0: know. She was only in, like, two scenes anyway,
1: so... Marie McCormick, what to do? She's been around. I'll just let it go. Who knows? I think I, I've really, I've exhausted everything I can say about this movie.
0: Like I can say anything more either.
1: <laughs> I mean, we could talk about, like, the set design and the costuming. What did you think of her coat?
0: <laughs> it was a right coat. And I was just looking through her grandmother's claws and looked like it was pretty much the same shirt, just in different colors or the same coats, just in different colors, too. We <laughs> I mean, didn't get a very good look at them. I just thought
1: it all Yeah, good. that just reminded me of how, at one point, obviously all the music is like as close to free as they can find you know and uh, at one point there's um, music it's kind of like this jazzy did doo did it did it and then you said is this the Inspector Gadget theme song? It was
0: like <laughs> just- she was singing at the house so it just sounded like a
1: <laughs> and it did once you said that I did hear Inspector Gadget But, of course, Inspector Gadget always wore the same outfit. And he had an entire closet full of the same thing. Great gag. That's been used in many other things, but that was the first time I saw it was in Inspector (laughs) Gadget.
0: And Barb seemed to wear a similar outfit every single time, too. Which seems popular in most TV shows and movies.
1: Yeah, it's a good way of establishing, this is the character who wears lumberjack clothes.
0: Yeah, similar to Luke Danes and in Girls. (laughs)
1: Right. For some reason. He's a man of the people, is what you're saying. (laughs) Except didn't wear boots,
0: but he did. So whatever. He's almost a man of the people. But they both wore Right. They both wore jeans. Right. So similar outfits. Right.
1: Well, thank you for being a guest on the show again. You're welcome. Do you want to plug any uh, festivals around the state, like the Swamp Cabbage Festival?
0: I don't
1: know of any, fuss- any Christmas festivals or anything. I can't think of any right now. Okay. We well, could always go to Christmas, Florida. That's a place.
0: Oh, true. I have heard of that, actually.
1: There's a fort. It was built around Christmas time, then it was called Fort Christmas. Now the whole town's called Christmas. And oh. that's why they called Bithlow the Nightmare Before Christmas. Because <laughs> on your way out of Orlando, you have to pass your Bithlo in order to get Christmas.
0: Oh, interesting. <laughs> We should go there see if it's looking in this
1: smoothie. <laughs> <laughs> no offense to the people of Bethlow, I have nothing against you. It's just pe- things that annoying Orlando people say. Not me. I'm just repeating a joke. Please, I don't want your letters. Don't send me your letters. Yeah. So, yeah, do that. Go out and hear about, you know, people murdering natives in a fort. That, that's always putting me in the Christmas spirit. <laughs> That's that's all I got, from for Florida news. (laughs) No no more festivals. Thank you for listening. Yeah.
0: Thank you. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. (laughs) And happy Halloween. Yes, because this is October 31st, and we're recording.
1: (laughs) So yeah, this whole thing has been really seasonally appropriate.
0: Thanks. Bye. Bye.